This week we talk to CW, we talk Iron Claw, Lone Star Shootout, Match of the Week, we preview the Tag League, Full Gear, and more. Let's get to it. Third League Radio. Well, starting off this week, we're going to jump right into the CW and their push for wrestling programming, I want to say. Uh, the CW just announced a deal with NXT. That's going to see NXT programming move away from USA next year. Now, the CW already has women of wrestling on their roster. NWA was rumored to be going to CW. They may still be going to the uh, CW digital media side of things, but they were rumored to be going to broadcast CW, but uh, lost that deal, apparently. Because of the simulated cocaine spot at the Solane pay-per-view, yeah, not a uh, smart part, <laughs> not a smart thing on the part of uh, Billy Corgan and NWA. There, CW, uh, like I said, they do want more wrestling on their network. They've been talking with a lot of people, including United Wrestling Network. If you remember uh, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, Championship Wrestling from Florida, Alex Marvez's network. That's where uh, Pretty Peter Avalon came from. That's where Eli Drake came from. After uh, Impact Wrestling, he was right there in the UWN for a little bit. Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. I loved Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. It was like kind of the first studio wrestling show in a while before NWA kind of took that idea and went retro with it. But yeah, if you haven't seen any of the Championship Wrestlings, I suggest going to check them out. Uh, Very cool stuff right there. But moving right along, Iron Claw movie is coming out. Been doing a lot of press work for that. Apparently, I've heard a lot of interviews, and what I've heard, I have really liked. Uh, the Iron Claw movie coming out, it's about the Von Erich family. Um, you know, I want to talk about the press conference recently. Jeremy Allen White, he plays Kerry Von Erich. He talked about kind of learning some of the finer details of a wrestling performance and how it's not just move after move and things like that. Let's kind of take a listen here if you haven't heard it. Yeah, I mean, I think for sure I, I have to echo the athleticism. I mean, the sport is like, it's like dance, gymnastics, combat sport. It's like so many things, the endurance that it takes. Um, but then I think what what struck me in working with, with Chavo and, and preparing was like, I was thinking about it in like the sense of like a choreographed fight scene where I was like, okay, like, I'll hit the guy here and I'll drop kick here and I'll go off the rope here. But I wasn't thinking of it in the sense of like a full performance, a full narrative, full storytelling. The moments in between these moves are oftentimes even more important for the audience than the moves themselves. Like that's what gets people sucked in. That's what gets people excited. And so then, like, your, your energy, like, I remember I'd have this routine and I'd be jumping up and down and off the ropes and all this stuff. I'd be exhausted. And then Chavo would say, and then you have to, like, charge up. And I was like, charge up? I'm like, I want to breathe for a second. Catch my breath. And he's like, no, you got to be stomping. you got to be, um... And I think that was, like, um, that was fascinating, understanding, I think, the, the, the wrestling world and, and that, that broader aspect of, like, of the storytelling and these guys as as real um, performers outside of the obvious like athleticism, um, they're real um, real artists and, and real performers and real storytellers. Yeah, and the, and the connection. Yeah, so there's Jeremy Allen White talking about uh, wrestling, and it's kind of like watching. I mean, not not a toddler learn how to walk, but when a toddler takes that walk and turns it into a run, it's like, oh man, it's like you can see. Or you can at least hear in this when he he gets it. 
He finally understands it. It's, it's just a wonderful thing. I mean, professional wrestling is... Brian Danielson said it best. Any, If you show professional, excellent professional wrestling to anybody, they'll like it. Because it's hard not to like excellent professional wrestling. It's it's one of the greatest things ever. Jeremy Allen White, Zac Efron, the whole crew at the Iron Claw movie. Chavo Guerrero helping him out there. You know, Kevin Von Erich said he liked the film. He praised Zac Efron's portrayal of himself. Uh, he said Efron should probably get an Oscar nomination. Not sure if he was joking because Efron's playing him or what, but yeah, it, it looks to be a good movie all the way around. Though. Fantasy booking. Fantasy booking. Uh, if you haven't heard, America now has a G1. Tony Khan announced the Continental Classic on Collision. Uh, like I said, basically an American G1. It's going to be a round-robin style tournament. 12 wrestlers, two leagues made up of six wrestlers each. The finals take place at World's End on December 20th. Uh, so far, the only announced participant as of this recording is Brian Danielson. Uh, tournament schedule week one in Chicago. It starts November 22nd. It's going to be at Pittsburgh on the 25th. Uh, week two, Minneapolis on the 29th. Erie, Pennsylvania on December 2nd. Week Three is going to be in Montreal. That's on December 5th and 6th. And very cool for us here locally. Week 4, Arlington. Uh, December 13th, Week 5, Garland. December 15th, or excuse me, December 15th, Week 5, Oklahoma City. December 20th, San Antonio, 23rd. So two big weeks of the Continental Classic are around here locally. I couldn't have asked for a better wrestling experience right there. Uh, let's see. Week 6 coming up in Orlando, December 27th with the championship final at World's End on December 30th. So, since Brian Danielson is the only one announced, let's do some fantasy booking, shall we? Let's uh, fill out the rest of these leagues. Of course, uh, Danielson. You know what? I'm going to I'm gonna save him for League 2. I'm going to put him in League 2. Let's start with League 1. Let's uh, fantasy book League 1. So... I am going to start Kenny Omega. Of course, you want Omega in your G1 and your Continental Classic if you're going to have it. Uh, you also want to fill it with some younger people. I'm going to get Daniel Garcia in. We're going to get Nick Wayne in League 1. Uh, Kyle Fletcher going to be in League 1 as well because a Kyle Fletcher-Kenny Omega matchup. I mean, I have been waiting for a good Kyle Fletcher-Kenny Omega matchup for a while. You got Darby Allen in League 1. And closing out League 1 from New Japan, Tomohiro Ishii. So League 2... I am going to uh, set up League 2 kind of the same way, but I'm going to add a little bit of different uh, flavor in League 2. League 2, of course, you're going to have Brian Danielson in. I'm going to have Takeshita. Uh, let's see, Roosh. We'll add Roosh in League 2. El Hijo del Vikingo uh, coming in. Will Osprey as well because you want to get an Osprey-Danielson matchup. Osprey-Vikingo, Osprey-Roosh. I mean, just the, <laughs> the matchups in League 2 alone. And then... The odd entry, at least for me, Danhausen. Gotta love that Danhausen coming back from injury. It gives him a chance uh, to not only show off his character, but his wrestling skills a little more than usual. And it's not gonna hurt for uh, Danhausen to take three, four losses in this Continental Classic. It's not gonna hurt his character at all. So, fantasy booking the Continental Classic. Lone Star Shootout. All right, getting into it, Lone Star Shootout. Want to talk about our uh, trip there, our fantastic seats, our great press experience, Cobain, of course, uh, off this week. But, man, we had a wonderful time going there. I just want to kind of get into it. We 
We get there. Um, our email says we got to check in at the back dock. So we go over. We see a sign that says check in. And to my credit, I ask, is this where media checks in? And she says, yes, this is where media checks in. So we go over there. We get in, we check in, we go into the back. Um, I realize as soon as we go in the door, we don't have any kind of press passes, press credentials, anything. But I'm talking to a security guard, so I'm assuming everything's all right. And she says, hey, they say you're supposed to be on the floor. Do you know where you're going? I'm like, well, I've been here a couple times, but I think it's right through those doors to the right. And she goes, yep, there you go. As soon as we get through the doors, I realize this is not where we're supposed to be. I look over to the left. Emily May's over. She's out filming promos. She's got the big uh, NJPW Strong banner, the NJPW banner over there. She's got the camera. She's got the lights filming promos in front of them. I look over to my right. There's the doors there where I think we're supposed to go. But stretching out in front of the doors, Tama Tonga is stretching out there. I, uh, I actually walk up. I'm like, hey, uh, does anybody know where the floor is? You know how I'm supposed to get there? Tama looks back at the doors. He sees a big sign on the door. It says, do not open. He goes, I wouldn't open that door. <laughs> so we don't. We go along. Emily May sees us. She's like, who are you? Can I find this? Who these people are? Who are these guys? And she's, she's really trying to find out if we have press credentials, if we have passes. I completely understand. We're in a backstage area. Like, uh, there's Tama Tonga. Like, Kushida's walking by us. Barrett Brown's over here. So I, I, I totally get why she's upset, why she's wanting to find out uh, where we are. But we get it all situated. We get it put away. We get moved over. We get our press passes. We get checked in. And then we get over to uh, kind of sit down and get to enjoy our seats. You know, press passes, you get generally good seats anyway. But these were floor seats on the back. We were on the back row with all with the rest of the press who were there which was a very cool thing. I mean, kind of the closest seats we've ever gotten um, as far as press events go. But the big thing I want to talk about this as far as seating goes, they gave us giveaway seats to give to our listeners and things like that. They gave us eight giveaway tickets. Uh, I gave uh, two apiece to four winners, you know. And anyway, I, uh, <laughs> I noticed, because one of the winners, listener of the show, fan of the show, very cool that he got to go, but uh, we see his seats. They're better than ours. They're up like second row. These uh, They gave tremendous seats. New Japan of America, they did not skimp on their giveaways. I got to tell you, that is probably some of the best seats I have ever gotten as giveaway tickets to some of our listeners, to some of our loyal, faithful listeners. That we sure do appreciate you guys. So it was really cool to be able to reward some of those people with seats like this. I mean... One of the guys uh, who won, he sent me a picture of Shingo, where Shingo's probably six feet away from him, right in front of him. I don't know, very cool experience overall. Lone Star Shootout, great show, great press experience. Couldn't ask for anything better. Match of the Week. All right, so Match of the Week. Uh, Yeah, let's do Match of the Week. I got, uh, man, there was a few of them this week, but I'm going to go, you know, my... My honorable mention could have been Jericho Takeshita DDT Ultimate Party. It was a great match. Um, I was expected to be a good match, though. A lot of people didn't like the finish with Jericho getting the win, uh, tapping out Takeshita, but I do not have a problem with that. Even in DDT, even in Takeshita's home promotion, Jericho is 
a big draw in Japan. He is uh, one of the people they don't get to see a lot, so when they do get to see him, it's a very special attraction. I don't have a problem with uh, Jericho submitting Takeshita in DDT in Japan, uh, although that is not going to be my honorable mention. My honorable mention is going to come from Lone Star Shootout. It's going to be Tom Lawler and Fred Rosser. The kickoff match, uh, well, the second match of the kickoff show, you know, these two have quietly produced a wonderful series of matches going back to 2020. Uh, the kickoff match of the Lone Star Shootout definitely set the tone for the rest of the show. Rosser would even the single series with a victory. But these two, like I said, they work well together, and they could be featured more prominently on NJPW programming coming up. You would love to see this lead to maybe an opening match at Wrestle Kingdom, maybe even a main card match at New Year's Dash. As they've got two wins each. Like to close out this series, it's been, like I said, quietly building since 2020. They've had a really good set of matches. You should probably go check it out if you haven't seen it yet. But this leads me to match of the week. It is from DDT Ultimate Party, but it is not Jericho Takeshita. It's Chris Brooks, Yuki Ueno for the KOD Open Weight Championship. It was actually my first time seeing both of these wrestlers. Uh, they certainly didn't disappoint. There was a great sequence. Uh, Brooks has Ueno in a submission position standing, but rather than submit, Yuki dropped it into a pin. Brooks quickly rolls it into another submission, and in that submission tries to turn it into a pin attempt, but when he turns it into a pin attempt, he actually turns Ueno's foot onto the rope, so there can be no pin attempt. It was, I mean, just great all the way around. Little sequences like that. For my first time seeing either one of these two, they definitely impressed. Chris Brooks, Yuki Ueno, DDT Ultimate Party for the KOD Open Weight Championship. Ueno would eventually get a win, a clean pinfall from the Hammerlock SOS. And that is your match of the week. You're listening to Third League Radio. Big matches for full gear. Uh, see, the world ROH World Tag Team titles are on the line. The AEW Women's Championship, the AEW International Championship, the world title is on the line. Let's get into it. First up, the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions as the Gun Club, Austin Gun, Colton Gun, taking on MJF and a partner to be announced. A lot of people saying it could be Samoa Joe. Uh, we'll see. That's the AEW Women's World Championship coming up. Hokaru Shida, she's the champion. She's taking on Timeless Tony Storm. I love Tony Storm's gimmick. Uh, the six-man tag match. Sting, Darby Allin, Adam Copeland taking on Christian Cage, Luchasaurus, and Nick Wayne. Uh, let's see. The International Championship. I... I still want to call it the Atlantic Championship. Just take the all off of it. I love the Atlantic Championship. Maybe not the All-Atlantic, but the Atlantic Championship. Loved the name. International Championship, still good. But uh, either way, Orange Cassidy, he's the champion taking on John Moxley. Then we move on to what very well could be match of the night. A Texas death match. Hangman Adam Page against Swerve Strickland. That's the second time these two have met up. And like, the, like I said, it could very well be the match of the night. We'll see how it goes. Now it's the tag team match. The Golden Jets, Kitty Omega, Chris Jericho taking on the Young Bucks. If the Jets win, they will get the Young Bucks AEW World Tag Team shot. If the Young Bucks win, the Jets must disband as a team. Now we got a three-way match for the AEW TBS Championship. Chris Statlander, Julia Hart, Red Velvet, or Sky Blue. We'll figure out who, uh, but Julia Hart has just been, I mean, 
the last six months or so, she has been coming on strong. I've really liked her performances in ring as well as her character. But Red Velvet, wow, Red Velvet just coming back from injury. She is, she's on a whole nother level. I mean, she was good and she gets hurt. But when she came back, these two, three matches she's had since she's come back, wow. I don't know if Chandler's kind of teaching her some things or whatever. Maybe she's just putting in some extra work. Maybe she's got a whole new mindset. But Red Velvet, if you haven't seen her since she came back, wow. But now we move into the main event matches, the four-way tag match for the All Elite Tag Team Championship. She's the champion Ricky Starks and Big Bill taking on LFI, FTR, and Kings of the Black Throne. That should be a pretty good match right there. I like what LFI has done coming back. They could be um, a darn course to win it right there as Rush and Drillistico are uh, representing LFI, taking on uh, Cash Wheeler, Dax Hardwood, FTR, Malachi Black, Brody King, Kings of the Black Throne, as well as the champions Ricky Starks and Big Bill. But in the main event match for the AEW World Championship, MJF pulling double duty as the champion takes on Jay White for the title. All right, that's our time. We will uh, see you next week as uh, we talk about the week that was, the week coming up, and everything in between right here on Third League Radio.